1: Welcome to the Giants Insider Podcast on NBCSportsBayArea.com.
0: Introducing your host, San Francisco Giants Insider, Alex Pavlovich. All right, Ahmed Faria, this is your Giants Insider Podcast debut, which is important, one, because it it lets people know that we're not the same person, which I think we get, both of us get, all the time. I got it from somebody in the press box the other day. They told me they loved the trade of, of me to the a's pregame show and i said you're not a very good reporter if you you don't know the difference between me and ahmed but yeah that i think that's probably the question we get the most i've just
1: stopped correcting people when they call me alex (laughs) i just pretend i'm you at this point i just
0: Just, wave and go all right thank you appreciate the kind words yeah uh we're i wanted to chat with you you do the pre and post game show and and also a long time mlb network baseball all that I want to chat with you about the trade deadline and just kind of wrap it up a little bit. It was quiet, but your first impression Monday at one o'clock or one o one p.m. when yeah. nothing happened.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, we all thought. And I got to give you credit because we did a show middle of the month, the fair foul, and we talked about Cueto, and we all thought he'd get traded. You said no, you didn't think he'd be traded, and he wasn't. And we saw Nunez, and Nunez was hurt. Um, but you thought he would be traded, and the analyst said, "No, the hamstrings are funny." So you were two for two on that. Sean and
0: Bill, I'm calling you out. Yeah. There's... Yeah.
1: Um, but you know what? I, I was a little surprised on like a guy like like Nick Hundley. I thought there had to there might be a contender out there that would would value him because he's a guy that if your catcher goes down, he's started before, and I think he can do it. And defensively, he's been uh, good this year. So that one surprised me. The other one's not as much, just from hearing you know year reporting and, and different things on how they plan to try to compete next year and how their hands are kind of tied with some of the things they can do where they have no choice but to keep the the band together so I think all that combined I wasn't totally surprised that they didn't just take a atom bomb and blow up the roster I
0: thought they would I, I thought Hundley too was a guy that we had talked about and then you see Luke Croy go to Colorado for I think a player to be named later and you realize it's just a brutal brutal market. One, one thing that, that came about afterwards, kind of the research after the deadline, it, it was something like over the last eight days like 32 players were traded and I think none of them had long-term deals or or had money committed. It, it was just a weird market for for guys. It, it was a lot of rentals. Uh, we saw that in the pitching market. I mean, Quintana was, was the big long-term guy to be traded. But if you're the Giants, you just don't really have those guys. They had Nunez, they had Johnny Cueto, who I think they would have tried to trade um, ultimately, that was kind of the what I came down to at the end. I, I think they would have tried to do that, but Johnny was sidelined with a blister. Yeah, yeah. You do have one ace with
1: a pretty team-friendly contract, uh, but they're uh, not—they're yeah. not thinking about that.
0: That yet. is the atom Bomb yeah. that you mentioned earlier. But you know, I, we'll get back to that I, too. I think um, I think
1: that that what this shows you is how that new CBA uh, is affecting the way teams think because I, baseball's never had a salary cap. But I think it's probably as close as to having one right now as basically
0: than does have yeah.
1: we've ever seen with, with the punitive, you know, penalties for all the, the luxury tax and going up to it and going past it for one year, two years, three years. I think teams are going to sacrifice winning to stay under the, the tax. it's not like you can always say, you know, if we just spend twenty million more we can win or if we just spend 40 million more we can win you don't know that you know and and no one wants to waste money these teams even if they have a lot of money don't want to waste their money and so unless you are certain that a certain player or or piece will get you there which you really can't be ever um i think a lot of teams are going to err on the side of staying under that 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 luxury tax and that that cap
0: that's a good point i've tried to explain this to people you know people say trade belt and quato to new york just get it done i've talked to people in New York who who say they're going to try to get under the tax they're the Yankees and, and they're going to try to get under at some point as some of these bigger deals come off and they have young guys like Judge and and Fraser. these guys while they're still cheap they're going to try to dip under because you, re- you reset your penalties the Dodgers that have made it clear they would like to to dip under at some point if they can and, and the Giants I, I talked to Brian Sabian Larry Bear about this in spring training uh they would like to at some point. So that is, it, they didn't imagine the season would go the way it is. But that's a complicating factor for them now. Where you think, well, maybe you can spend your way out of this a little bit, but they really can't because they've been in the tax I think three years in a row. And if you keep going, it it just it hurts you more and more as you go.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the frustrating thing is you see some of the, you know the fans will it'll tweet you. They tweet me. I know yeah. they tweet you as well. And they say. You, gotta, you, gotta like you got to you got to trade like a guy like Denard Spann. You just got to get rid of him. And then you go, well, what if they don't? Well, he should be a platoon player next year. Like if yeah. you're thinking that, you know, every other team is thinking that. And so that's that's where it's difficult. It's that it's it's not like these guys suddenly would would help a contending team. They're having a hard time helping one of the worst teams in baseball right now. That's so, my
0: favorite yeah. part of the trade deadline is, and, and really it's year round. It's I don't like this guy. I don't think this guy's very good on the team I root for trade him yeah somebody else come and yeah. get him yeah. somebody else will, will be in love with him we'll get a top prospect for him so I, I i want to get your opinion on the next two months the immediate the immediacy here of, of what we're going to see i you know you have to watch all the games you have to what would you like to see what position wise uh, players out there in, in left and center and you know third base what would you like to see
1: you know i would like to see a mix you know i'm not i'm not in the camp of let's sit all the veterans and just let the young guys play although i do want to see him play i'd like to see some of those veterans recoup some of their value and i think that's really important for this team i think it's super important that some of the guys who lost value who have those big contracts get that back um i think it'd be great to see hunter pence go on a stretch here he's had a couple home runs now in the past three or four games um that's what I want to see. Yeah, of course I want to see some of the young guys. It's been it's been fun watching what Gorkys has done since the end of May. Um, I'd love to see Moncrief throw more. <laughs>
0: you've been all over the Gorkys. We I have, have too, but I, you've, you've tweeted that quite a bit. It's it's like three twenty-seven well, over his last thirty-five games or something. I,
1: because I was one of the people that said I don't know what they're doing still
0: with with you know what I mean? Like yeah.
1: I, I was one that said. I think that they should probably cut ties with.
0: I'll Borges. tell a story about that since we're. Yeah. I like to give people a little bit extra, give good. them a reason yeah. to listen. So the beat writers asked somebody very important in the organization at some point about two months ago, like seriously, what is going on here? And there were people in the organization who were, they, this guy we asked, he, he said kind of the same thing, like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. So there were people after six weeks, you know, in May at some point who were going, I, I don't understand how he's still on the roster, but they ran him out there, and, and he's been good.
1: Yeah. And Do I wish that Gorkys was you know 25 instead yeah. of 29? Yeah, of course. But it, it's been a great story, and I think he can be, you know, a piece to, to a team next year. And so, I, but I would like to see the I would like to see the young guys as much as we can. Of unfortunately, with Beedy hurt and Arroyo hurt and Slater hurt. I would like to see him. I understand if they don't call up Shaw just because they don't have to put him on the forty-man, and I get that as a business decision. But just see see what they have, but also have a lot of the veterans recoup their value and, and see them. I'd, I'd love to see Brandon Crawford go on fire the last
0: two months here. He's been better he have, in, yeah. in the second half. Yep. I think we've we've seen better signs. I would. Ryder Jones is a guy that that I think won for twenty one when he was up here, but I the numbers in, in AAA are. Are so flipped from that, and not just before his call-up, but after his call-up has been even better, and that's a guy, to me, who can play all over the field. You get him up here, you can find four or five starts a week for him. I know he he felt like he wasn't quite himself, personality-wise, when when he was here the first time, and never really let loose, so that's somebody in in the next... They've said it it doesn't necessarily have to be a September thing, so that's a guy I'd like to see in August, And, and just, look, he can play left, right, first, third, so... You can get quite a few at bats for him.
1: And I'm getting intrigued by by uh, Suarez, Andrew Andrew yes. Suarez too. He's he's gone through a stretch of seven or eight starts in a row now where 2. he's... two point seven nine and I striking think, out and a batter last. per inning, I think too. Which is which is I don't think he's a strikeout guy, but that's promising to see that. So I, I'm in, I'm intrigued by him.
0: He's in that Chris Shaw boat too. Unfortunately for him, yeah. it doesn't have to be put on the forty man, but it, it you know. It would be nice if he, if he keeps us going for three more weeks. To, we talk about September starters and, and what they'll do with Kane. And and uh, I have my doubts about Cueto and, and how soon we'll see him back or if we will see him back, just given he felt a pinch in his arm the other day. They're 34 and a half foot, right. somewhere around their back. So that one I think you can kind of... Added up there, but uh, yeah, Suarez is an interesting guy, and especially going forward,
1: Cueto. It seems like that would have to come from him, right? Because I don't see the Giants at this point pushing him. There's, there's not, no. No, and obviously to he
0: him. has big decisions to make yeah. about about his future, which right. seem to be made for him at this point, but hasn't officially made it yet. So that would have to be a discussion which, where he
1: honestly, if. if... Johnny Cueto's back on this team next year that's a positive I think that's yeah. a that's a big positive that you've had for this Giants team because you feel like he's not going to have a repeat of this year the injuries the, the spring training the blisters and then the forearm um and so I, I think that is a positive development in a weird way right Johnny Cueto coming out of a start with forearm tightness Getting hurt, those yeah. is, a, is a positive development for the Giants
0: no it, and you know if they talk about and they have talked about contending next year I mean that is that's the plan so it, no matter what you might think of it that is the plan and and uh, the Best way to do that is to have Madison Bumgarner and Johnny Cueto and at the top r- of your rotation, right. and
1: then you got Ty Block, who's looking like he should be definitely part of that. Will be part yeah, of that. Nick. So I mean, again, on paper, like it was this year, you look at the starting rotation, you say, "Yeah, that's a that's a strength."
0: It looks so good in, in a yeah in March. I know, I know. <laughs> it made so much sense, and then nothing else. Uh, your bigger picture thoughts? Um, do you think they should? Do you think they should rebuild? right now or do you think they should run it back like like it seems like they will
1: I think I think they can't right now whether they even want to or not you know what i mean i, yeah. I don't even know if it's i feel like they couldn't if if they wanted to re, if they said we have to rebuild right now and they got the mandate from management like we have to just change the roster and rebuild i think it would set them back because i don't think you'd get enough pieces to be competitive after that rebuild so i think you have to wait at this point Having said that, I think if they're in the same spot next year where they're, you know, 30 games below 500 or, or 25 games or even 15 games below 500, then I think you have to really seriously think about it and think oh, where are we headed? Where are we going to be next year and the year after that? And at that point, I do think you have to put every name on the table. As, as hard as that would be and as much capital as all these guys have built up, we win in the three championships and in five years, I, I think you have to. You, you owe it to yourself, your ownership, your fans just to listen and entertain any any trade at that point.
0: So we we've mentioned this a little bit on the pre and post. I've written it a little bit. They say they have three untouchables. I think they have two. I think Buster Posey's gonna spend his whole career here. That's just the way that his Derek Jeter here is gonna spend his whole career here. And he, he has the value that he can wait out a rebuild and, and still be, I think, a pretty valuable player if they get going in three, four years. Brandon Crawford, I think, being a barrier kid, the fact that he did negotiate a full no trade in his contract, and that was pretty important to him and and probably brought that dollar value down a little bit, but that was important to him. He has three kids here. I I can't imagine him wanting to go somewhere else given the success it's had and and, uh, the fact that he's here. Um, But that brings up the third guy who's on that supposed untouchable list, Madison Bumgarner, is also your Chris Sale piece, your... Kintana piece. If if you decide that at some point you have to blow this up, so I don't think that's a this offseason discussion. But I think, like you said, if if they're far out at the deadline next year and he is continuing to pitch the way he has, that's a you know the biggest piece on any market, especially for contenders. You know what he can do in October, um, and then the offseason after that. I mean, he has two years after this where he's locked up. So that is a discussion that is, is kind of the that's the the transformational we have to blow this up piece.
1: Right, and he's a guy who, I mean, because you're making these deals. I think what we saw from teams this year is that you're not going to trade for a three or four starter. You're not going to, you'd rather get a bullpen guy because you know those guys are going to help you in the postseason. And so I think Bumgarner obviously is that that ace and one of the greatest postseason pitchers of Major League Baseball history. But you're going to get a a number one, a top ten prospect, and you're going to get probably a number three prospect in your organization or a number four. You're going to get three top five prospects for for madison and i I mean i don't know we've talked about this and i don't know that anyone knows where this is going to go um but but the loyalty he's he has an opportunity to be a free agent and we don't know how important that is to him um to get out on the market i would guess i haven't
0: talked about this i would guess given the contract he signed that it will be pretty important to him to
1: so at that to take that shot at that point anything can happen right i mean at that point You might be sitting with the Giants and say, you know, it's not worth it, Um, which they may or may not. But you get to free agency, and and you don't know what's going to happen there. And then you run into the danger of of losing him for nothing. I don't know how likely that is, but it's definitely part of the calculus for this whole discussion. Um, So if you think it's not a guarantee that he's coming back, um, if it's not 100% guaranteed, then you have to at least entertain the thought. And that's the one way that you can can remake the farm system and, and get some chips that will... Be there, when you start
0: competing again, we did a nice job of freaking people out here after the deadline. Hey, Andres Sor is walking by, oh. so that's that's always fun. Um, you're doing the one thing I really like that we do on the pre and post is is I forgot what you call it is it professor for it or Armas no, classroom, classroom, classroom. Or yeah. same thing. Yeah, so what, what's one thing you've done recently that that surprised you? One thing you you really dig into the advanced yeah. metrics there, what well, anything so, that stood out? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, there's this thing on, on baseball savant called uh woba. And we're going to get real wall. I thought you were going to go
0: sprint speed. But no, sprint go ahead. speed yeah. it was surprising
1: to us. I, I like yeah. that uh, That Hunter Pence is the same this year as he which was in 2015, surprising. which yeah. I really liked watching that. Um, but there's this thing called X woba WOBA is basically kind of like a better batting average or on-base percentage or a better slugging percentage. It kind of yeah. values what you do at the plate. It values singles correctly, doubles correctly. So WOBA is a really... Uh, interesting stat because I think it just it encapsulates what a batter does at the plate. Then you have X woba which is expected WOBA, which takes into account how hard you're hitting it and the launch angle at which you're hitting it. Um, so it says expected in normal park circumstances and everything being equal, this is what you should have for your average. Brandon Belt rates very well in that. I was looking at uh, 177 qualified batters. Brandon Belt was number 31 in expected WOBA. Ahead of, right there with Buster Posey, ahead of guys like Cody Bellinger. Um, when you talk about what he does in, in getting on base and walks and the contact that he makes that does not get rewarded at AT&T Park, he's, he's still a premier, even in a down year for him, he's still a premier offensive player. And on the other side, pitching Jeff Samarja, he's been top ten in that basically all, all it's season crazy long. with his strikeouts yep. and his yep. He'll just give up the home runs, yeah. you know, obviously, and that's 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 happening. And so you, that's a ding. But um, but he's an he's an elite pitcher, and which is why I think there would be any number of teams that would take his contract right now. I mean, the people say oh he's he's got a big contract too. I don't think it's big relative to what what he does in his performance
0: on the field. You always have to look at the ballpark with him, and nobody ever does, but always have to look at the ballpark. The two that I, that you mentioned quite a bit that I think are easier for people, and I'm glad we're doing this, is one, the launch angle, which is just easy. And, and the Giants are trying to change that with, with some of their people because it is, we've seen that from Murphy. We've seen it from J.D. Martinez, guys who just say, so look, get more balls in the air. So they're trying to identify guys in their system, in their current roster, who they can tweak a little bit. And then, like I said, the, the sprint speed is just a fun one. I, yeah. I think it just uh, just shows uh,
1: I forgot who was – The fact that Ty Gorky's Block – Gorky's the fastest? Yeah, Gorky's was, and uh, Austin Slater were both Austin there. Slater was yeah. surprisingly high. And Mac so. Williamson didn't have enough, but last year last he was year right was up, there up, there up there with him uh, as well. Um, and that, the fact that Ty Block is as fast as Jeff Samarja around the bases, which I thought – was very pitcher
0: sprint speed. That's where we're Pitchers. really getting deep.
1: <laughs> and Madison
0: was on the lower end
1: of the spectrum yeah, there. Not yeah. surprising. Yeah, more of a I, power.
0: Yeah. I, I took those numbers around the clubhouse a few weeks ago, and Joe Panic was ahead of the Brandons. And Brandon Belt's response was, "There's no way on God's green earth that Joe Panic is faster than I am." Yeah. So, but the metrics maybe don't back that up right so
1: you know but what I find interesting you mentioned like the ground ball thing and it was interesting because you looked at the launch angle of some of the guys who were getting called up and Christian Arroyo in specific he was hitting the ball on the ground a ton but when he did elevate it he was doing as good a damage as anyone on the Giants yeah. so it was like you could see okay there's the glimmer there's the there's the promise for that kid there's the there. guy maybe you can yep, tweak a little yep. bit it's like okay you're, you're hitting the ball on the ground when you do that Things aren't happening, but the times you do hit it in the air, you're outperforming um, everyone else on the team. So that was fun. When Matt came up, he was hitting the ball on the ground too. His, yeah. his launch angle was negative. Austin Slater too was another guy who was getting some negative launch angle. And so I, I, it was interesting that a lot of the guys coming up, you saw in the same boat, and they all eventually kind of got, got sent down at the same time. So that those, those little nuggets, it, it doesn't
0: tell the whole story, yeah. but it tells you uh, enough to kind of keep you interested and keep you looking for more. I think people people think, underestimate what the Giants look at in terms of that. They're look, they've been trying to get Mac to, to lift the ball for years, so that, that is something they're paying attention to. I know right now they're looking at the guys, Crawford is a guy they've kind of identified as maybe can can get a little bit more lift. So that is something that uh, is always fun on the pregame show. Ahmed, t- thank you for taking the time. Uh, as always, pregame, postgame, a full hour now. You guys are doing your best <laughs> to do it in a, a down season
1: the full hour we're getting through the full hour which we you know we're gonna do and i was just thinking of this ahmed or alex we just put us two we stand next to each other we go around willie may's plaza and they go which one's ahmed which one's Alex?" this
0: has a man on the street written all over it for a, <laughs> we're gonna or, have to or, fill or, september or time or which one's point. dave feldman and yeah. we'll have him in there too that'll be pretty just, easy yeah. all right wrapping up the trade deadline we'll do this again and, and talk about other things send questions sometimes we'll answer we'll those too yeah. so thanks Ahmed.
1: yeah no problem alex
0: Giants are world champions.
1: The Giants Insider Podcast on csnbayarea.com.